Welcome back to the Be An Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Jason Barnett. And today we're going to talk a little bit about, first of all, the ridiculousness that was the last episode. Oh my gosh. Doing this for the first time on my own, editing, putting all of those things together, trying to, you know, when you get an opportunity to just press all the buttons and add all the things. Yeah, that's what we ended up doing last time. Note to self, not going to do that. Because if I'm going to keep myself sane and keep myself somewhat able to feel as if this is a functioning podcast, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into what it is that we're talking about and give you guys some better feedback rather than just a whole bunch of bells and whistles. Well, I guess not necessarily bells, but a whole lot of whistles for sure. So today we're going to kind of focus a little bit of our discussion on some of the things that may make some of us feel a little bit uncomfortable. Today, we're going to talk about tryouts and we're going to talk about cutting athletes in an athletic department. I know that for some of us, the topic of tryouts and cuts is quite honestly a mystery. Uh, For parents, it's a mystery as to why a coach may have kept some player over their own child. For athletes, uh, it may be a mystery as to why it is that maybe you were kept or why you received that dreaded cut letter. So if there's something that I learned from my 11th grade English teacher, it was to, when we get to a situation where we have something that we don't quite understand. We want to look at the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and obviously the how. First of all, the who. The who is, honestly, who is being cut? Who is the one that is being asked to perform for, um, I guess, an audition to make or not make a certain um, athletic program? And the obvious answer, of course, is that the the players are the who. But one of the things that isn't talked about enough is that sometimes, parents, you are absolutely 100% the who. Coaches know when they get to a situation where they're deciding between player 12 and player 13. Um, If player 12 has parents that are absolutely supportive and understanding of where their child's role is at that time, and player 13, their parents don't quite get it, that coach is going to keep player 12 99 times out of 100. Most Most simply put, you need to be aware that it's the entire person that is being evaluated by coaches when we go into these tryouts. The what, what is it that is being evaluated at these tryouts? Well, Obviously, the sport itself is being uh, evaluated day in and day out. The athlete, of course. But what is it about the athlete that's being evaluated? Is it just what it is that they do in that two-hour practice period for three or four days? I would say that most of our coaches here at Fluvanna County do a great job of evaluating what these players are doing in and out of the hallways, in and out of the classroom. Are their grades going to be something that causes an issue when it comes time, especially in the winter when we have uh, our semester end? If an athlete is carrying a lot of Ds and Fs, 
that's going to be something where you can't necessarily count on that student athlete to be able to make it to the second half of that sports season. And finally, what else is being evaluated? And for me personally, this is a huge one. And that's that person's ability to be a leader and not necessarily in a captain role or someone that, you know, is able to lead others. But who's a great example? Who is someone that reflects the ideas of what it is that you want to show from your program day in and day out? The next one is obviously when is this being evaluated? And the correct answer is really all the time. The the coaches, when they're asked to make cuts and decide who they're going to keep on a team, a lot of coaches in our programs will send out messages to the teachers and the staff here at Fluvanna just to know, hey, are these student athletes doing some great things in the classroom? Are they someone that I can rely on? Is this someone that we want to be able to support? So this is going to be happening all the time. And a lot of parents think that it just happens in a three-day window, but it really doesn't. If you want a successful program, you're evaluating what these student athletes are doing day in and day out, which is why a lot of people don't quite understand if you have a really good three-day period and someone else has a pretty good three-day period and you're about at the same, most coaches are going to keep the student athletes that are going to also be excellent representatives of that program each and every day and that's going to lead us to the where and again you're gonna you're gonna be evaluated anywhere in public in the classroom in the hallways and obviously of course on the courts uh and the field playing the playing fields themselves the why do you evaluate is going to differ from coach to coach if it's a sport that is built on times and speed, such as track and field or swimming, a lot of that is going to be taken away from you. Uh, but when it comes to certain things like basketball, where there's some sort of evaluation and some sort of personal inflection on that, then why you do it is going to differ from coach to coach. Is a coach trying to rebuild? Is a coach trying to uh, be younger? Or is a coach just trying to pick the 12 best athletes that they can find? It's going to be difficult to say here on this podcast because there are so many options, but I would suggest that you take that into consideration as well when you are hearing about who did or did not make a sports team. And finally, the how. And I think we're going to really dive into the how part for our coaches and our athletes and our parents to kind of get a better understanding of what it takes to hold a truly successful tryout or evaluation period. So for me, the biggest thing that I found after 20 years of doing this is that it truly helps having a paper trail. And not necessarily in the sense of make sure that you have all of these documentations to be able to back up so that no one can argue with you. Because the reality is, is that regardless, at the end of the day, each and every student athlete that tries out is a, is a human being, is a person that does have feelings, that isn't just a number. And in order to best evaluate and give them the feedback that they need, I do think that if you have some sort of system that has been set up and created, I think that you give a better answer when a student says, why not me? Or a parent that says, I know that this person made it, why didn't my kid make it? truly helps to have that information 
to back up what it is that you saw in those three days or what you see in the hallways day in and day out. When I was a basketball coach, one of the things that I really took pride in was that I would rank where students sat each and every practice. I had a three-day tryout period, and after day two, I had a pretty good idea of where a student athlete stood compared to someone else. Now, my evaluation form had 10 different categories on it for each and every player. Dribbling, catching, passing, shooting, speed, fitness, defensive technique and understanding, game sense, and commitment to the game. And at the end, I would always have a score that was averaged out for them and an individual rank. And at the end of day two, I would also give each and every player a tryout result, basically giving them an understanding of where your average score needed to be in order for your tryout to continue, what your score average was, and if I needed you to come back for the third day of tryouts or fourth day of tryouts. I think that's important simply because these athletes need to know where it is exactly it is that they stand compared to someone else. Now, in basketball, it's a little bit easier in the sense that you're going to keep a set number of players. So in basketball, I tried to keep anywhere from 12 to 14 players. So if I was keeping 14 players, if, for instance, this is where it kind of got a little bit dicey from time to time, but if I had 14 players and I had a player that was ranked 14th, in my overall rankings, but they were the seventh post player, that's a difficult one to have to deal with because player 15 might be the third best shooting guard that I have. And if that's the case, it only makes sense to really keep three shooting guards and not seven post players because that seventh post player probably won't get the amount of playing time that they would earn if they were a shooting guard. Now, that doesn't mean that doing something like this doesn't come with its own set of headaches and, you know, situations that don't come up anyway with parents being upset compared to someone else. But I'm just saying that in most cases, if you have written documentation of where it is that you feel someone sits based on your evaluations, I think that gives parents a better understanding of what it is that you're looking for. And if they want to choose to come out and try again, they'll at least know these are the things that coach is looking for when I want to try out next year. And again, like I said, you're still going to have young men and young women and families that are going to be upset when their child is cut. Um, Personal story at this point, um, we even have had to deal with the cut situation within our own family. Uh, My son tried out for the middle school baseball team this year and in doing so, tried out for a specific position and ended up getting cut and a lot of his friends made it and of course you know he hears the why didn't you make it over this person why didn't you make it over this person and that's a really difficult thing to try and explain to you know a 13 year old on how a coach looks and views at certain things and as a parent too it is frustrating it is frustrating to hear you know your child recall how tryouts went and try and still maintain that positive attitude about your programs and your athletic departments in general. I just think that 
there is an opportunity for coaches to relay really good information to athletes and even to parents as well, rather than just the generic, hey, you did really well, but this really just didn't work out. This person did so much better than you. And again, I would go back to having that documentation so that people can see, people can understand, touch and feel all of the data that you put together rather than just you saying this is what's going on. Because again, to kind of give the same example and just give you an idea of some things that I think can be improved upon, you know, having done this for a really long time and understanding, you know, your own child's strengths and weaknesses. We talked to my son about, you know, trying out for a specific position because he wasn't going to be as good as some of the other um, athletes that were trying out for that position. And we really talked about it and tried to do a really good job of just letting them understand that this would be the best place to try and let you see. And then to hear that that was never taken into consideration or that that position wasn't even really evaluated at a much higher level, that was kind of a frustrating thing to to hear as a parent and as an athletic administrator as well, because... (laughs) When you have parents that are trying to not step on anyone's toes or make someone feel a certain way or even as, you know, in my position that I'm in now as an athletic director, that is something that you just don't want to get involved with. You want it to be your own child's victories, I guess, and to sit down and try and work that out with them and just hear how it didn't work out, that was really frustrating because I just felt personally that there was a better opportunity for us to have a true evaluation of what it is that each and every athlete goes through. And that's kind of why I really wanted to go back to having not necessarily documentation, but just evaluating athletes on more than just what you might see in a 40-minute window on day two or a 20-minute window on day one, really taking into account what it is that student athletes are doing day in and day out. And I know it may sound right now that I'm a little bitter and a little upset, but truly I'm not because really what ended up happening is that talking about what we were discussing in future episodes is about finding the right fit for your child in an athletic department. And I honestly know that, you know, there's a better opportunity for our athletes and my son included to get bigger and faster and stronger through our weightlifting program. Um, Our football team welcomed him, um, allowed him to work out and, you know, built a level of confidence that wasn't really there before. So again, parents, even though that there's some level of frustration that you may have based on a certain individual occurrence, it's okay because somewhere, some point down the road, there's going to be a better fit for your child. And when you find that fit, there's so much more reward than just trying to force them into something that either you think is best for them 
or they think is best for them because that's really where we want all of this to go is finding the right fit for all of our athletes in all of our programs. Now, as the athletic director in me, I 100% had to support each decision that was made when we come to a coach's evaluation of what it is that they're looking for for their program. Yes, the parent in me is allowed to <laughs> feel emotional in that response because it is your child. You see that they hurt. You see that it bothers them. And I, one of the things, too, that I really wanted to talk about today was that I think there's this humongous misconception that coaches in general just make their cuts and they move on and they don't think about it. That's not necessarily true. These coaches see these athletes day in and day out. Uh, if you're a teacher and you're working in the building, um, you're going to see that student. And oftentimes there's, an, there's instances where those people that are trying out are in their classrooms for the rest of the semester. So these decisions are not things that I think that coaches take lightly. And it's definitely something that weighs on them more than just that moment in time when they were asked to make that decision. But it truly is up to us as uh, parents and coaches, uh, administrators, and, and faculty within the departments as well. We really need to support these decisions and understand that there was a reason why a decision was made. Hopefully it was made with um, some sort of, what's the word I'm looking for, evaluation. Um, again, I would go back to the 10 different um, targets that I was looking at as far as what I wanted to see from athletes in my basketball program. And if you have those things, I think it makes it a lot better to understand what it is that a coach is looking for going forward. So just something to think about uh, when it comes to tryouts and cuts, especially from the perspective of players and parents. So now I'm going to turn my attention a little bit more towards the coaches in this segment as far as how is it that you are evaluating these athletes. If you're a coach and you are evaluating or this is your first tryout or maybe the tryout practices that you've had leading up to this haven't really been effective or found the team that you wanted, what is it that you can do as a coach to put together your best team based on a short evaluation period. First of all, I'm just going to encourage you to all be honest. Be honest with yourself, be honest with your coaching staff, and be honest with your players. What you keep looking for is there. You just need to hold true to it. If that's going to be based on what you do day in and day out, if you are looking to improve your team athletically, all of these things are things that you should be sitting down with your staff and with yourself trying to identify what's going to work for you for this upcoming year. Are you a coach that's going to focus primarily on drills? Are you going to focus on does a student athlete seem more athletic than someone else? Or is it the function of what it is that they do athletically day in and day out? The principles of what you need from your program can only be found by you. You can only figure out those things through what has worked and what hasn't worked. Now, if you are brand new to coaching itself, then 
I would suggest that you find some of the coaches that are a little more seasoned in your athletic department. Reach out to your athletic director. Give them some thoughts and some heads up as to who are these types of coaches that are in your athletic department. Maybe you're one of them. And maybe you're trying to redefine what works. Maybe what works now wasn't what worked for you 15 years ago. These are things that, again, just as much as we're evaluating our athletes, we need to evaluate ourselves and how we want to find who's going to best fit our program. And again, I talked about this earlier. If you are in a sport that has timing and you know, events such as golf or track and field or swimming, these are a little bit easier for you as far as the tryout period, simply because those numbers are going to evaluate themselves and you don't have very much to think about. But I am going to challenge you. If you get into a situation and you will at some point, you will have to decide between one person and another, what is it that you are doing other than just deciding right there on the spot this is the person that's going to best fill out our team. So take some time, evaluate where it is that you are, and look to see what is it that you want, not just for your program that year, but imagine that you're going to be doing this. This is the precedent that you're setting as far as what you want from your program. Shout out to Coach Josh McElhaney for finding that for me and helping me figure out how to make that not sound as awful as it did in the last episode. Gracious. We're getting better at this, but we're closing up with what we're doing here today, talking about tryouts and cuts. But as always, we want to try and end up with what are our goals when we're coming out of our tryouts and cuts. First, I truly encourage you, just have a fair system for all of your athletes. You're not here to just pick the ones that you like. If that becomes the case, trust me, you're going to end up in a situation where kids aren't going to want to play for you unless they're the ones that you've identified throughout the year. And contrary to popular belief, no parents, coaches don't pick out their team nine months in advance. Coaches, you also need to have a goal of being a very visible coach. Have a visible system when it comes to your tryout and evaluations. Again, I would encourage you to have an evaluation form. Let student athletes know exactly where it is that they stand before the last day. Let them know so that they can begin to discuss and try and do some of the things that you're looking for. Maybe they don't know what it is that you're looking for. Why not tell them? It's kind of like saying if you're in a classroom and you're giving a student a test but never explaining to them what it is that they need to know and prepare for before they take that test. We wouldn't do that in the classroom. Why would we do that for sports? And be ready to answer hard questions. This is a very difficult topic for a lot of people. Just know it never gets easier. It's never enjoyable to cut someone. It's never enjoyable to have that conversation. But you're the coach. You have to make the decision. So be ready to answer to all of those decisions. And remember, your goal should always be to try and build the best team for your culture and your program. You're going to hear me talk about that a lot as we continue forward. But building a culture, that starts with the tryout period. Players, again, your goal to do the best that you can, not just for those three days, but day in and day out, in the classroom, in the hallways, 
any opportunity that you can to make a good impression is the best opportunity. And parents, big goal for you. You really need to just understand that if your child makes it, you need to be 100% supportive and proud of whatever it is that they've done. If they don't make it, that shouldn't change anything. There's a better fit for your child somewhere. There's an opportunity for them in one of our other sports or activities. It's up to us to be able to facilitate that and find that, which leads me to all of our athletic directors listening. Do a really great job of providing those opportunities for those student athletes that just didn't make it in the sport that they wanted to. Let them be able to find something else that they can succeed and flourish in. Well, that about wraps it up for me for this episode on Be an Athlete. Uh, Last time, I failed to do something. I was so busy pressing all the buttons, trying to make all the things happen that I absolutely 100% forgot to do one of the things that I truly enjoyed as a coach. One of the things that I started every single practice with was starting off with a quote of the day. I made my players read the quote of the day. We also had a thought of the day as well. And it was important for me enough to make sure that they remembered it throughout practices so that when we were able to come back together as a group, we knew what the reasoning was behind it. So today, today's quote of the day comes to you from Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Well, that should just about do it for this episode of Be an Athlete. Coaches, if you're interested in taking a look at my evaluation form setup or tryout evaluation letter that I send home with players, parents, if you have a story that you'd like to discuss or just want to lament or tell about your success stories, feel free. Email me at jbarnett at apps.fluco.org. That's J-B-A-R-N-E-T-T at apps, A-P-P-S, dot fluco, F-L-U-C-O, dot org. Feel free to check us out with what we're doing and every, keep yourself up to date on everything Fluvanna related at flyingflucos.org. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. My name is Jason Barnett, and if no one has told you, just know we all have what it takes to be an athlete.